Thank you so much for joining me here today. I am going to read you a short story that I wrote for my friend Marie Griffith. She has a website, www.livelikeitmatters.net. And I wrote this recently for her blog, and it is part of some excerpts from my upcoming book that I'm working on called Reinventing Wendy. And it just tells you a little bit about my background, where I came from, and who I am. So the short story is titled, What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? Do you remember hearing this question when you were a child? I sure do. I remember inquisitive adults looking at me like I should have an idea. I remember putting pressure on myself as a teenager about not knowing or at least having some semblance of an idea of what I should become. Sometimes this anxiety and fear were so overwhelming I felt like I needed to flee. I grew up in northern New York about 20 minutes from the Canadian border. So close in fact, Hands Across the Border, which was part of Hands Across America, was about 20 minutes from where I lived. If you're an 80s fan, you'll recognize all those references. The 80s also define me. From baby boom to working girl, the expectations for women to have it all was really high. And of course, why not? We can, can't we? This message was told to women for over two decades. Another indicator of being an 80s product and the aforementioned having it all mentality was to succeed at every aspect of your life. From being a stellar wife, a doting mother, a successful business owner, being exceptionally physically fit, you must first love Jesus with all your heart and understand his will for your life. I'm actually a big fan of the last two. I have figured out a few things. I'm an explorer, and staying in one place for too long makes me antsy. I'm a happy person most of the time. I like most people and want to help or teach. These things are certain. All of this pressure to succeed and to know what you should do and then also be a champion at it can lead to lots of questions. At least it has been for me. I hope in writing this article, others might see their life in my blurb and say, yeah, I totally get that crazy. That's me. I'm so glad I'm not alone. Well, you're not. My family, my parents are amazing and patient. They have raised us with a strong sense of community to help your neighbor always. Of course, it was reciprocal, too. We enjoyed fall hayrides on barrels stacked three deep while the sun was setting that led to an empty, harvested field. A bonfire was lit, roasting hot dogs while kids ran hopelessly around playing tag. Yep, sometimes in the winter, we would gather firewood with neighbors in the dead of a New York winter. A team of snowmobiles and sleds led us into the forest to gather wood, and we knew we would have to walk home in the knee-deep snow the whole time laughing and sharing stories with family and friends. Yes, this is how I actually grew up. My actual home was in an eddy. Our house was located near a stream that ran through four corners. If you're unfamiliar with this term, during the early 1800s while America was being developed, an eddy was the confluence of commerce and trade for people on their way to the big cities. My house, in fact, was the general store and dance hall for the community. Across the street was the one-room schoolhouse, which also served as a church. We were surrounded by farms on every side. It really was an unbelievable, dreamlike place to grow up. We had such a closeness to my neighbors, they feel like cousins. In fact, we still keep in touch quite a bit. Thank you, Facebook. (laughs) I believe this kind of grounding and belonging has given me wings to fly over and over again. This kind of stability comes from knowing people and places and that they will always love you. For almost 30 years, I've been married to a saint of a man, John, and I really mean it. I'm so in love with this man who is my constant, constant. 
We laugh about it, but I can be a bit intense. I prefer to call it being passionate. In my opinion, life was not meant to be lived passively or as a spectator. We were meant to engage, embrace, and live. John, thankfully, supports me all the time. Since we said I do, my husband has stood by my endless entrepreneur endeavors. Here's just a little bit of my hobbies, passions, since May 28, 1994, when we said I do. I've been an event planner, of course a mom, my little desktop publishing called WP Desktop Publishing, <laughs> cake decorator, catering, food service director, restaurant owner, historic docent, nonprofit executive director, travel writer, tour operator, and currently a hospitality small business coach. Yeah, I know, he's a saint. Most men would have been like, what? But my John, he's a keeper. As an over 50 gal now, I have learned a few things about having it all. The next part might help those who are struggling with either focus, mission, or business ideas. This past weekend, I won a ticket to PodFest 2020. It was a podcasting conference in Orlando, Florida, and I just started a podcast. Yet another thing. I'm learning the community here, too. While at a roundtable meet and greet, we all introduced ourselves. I had done my typical elevator speech, which sounds a little bit like this. Hi. I'm Wendy Payne of Travel with Wendy. I'm a blogger, vlogger, podcaster, and I travel the world supporting and helping small businesses. I boastfully thought it was spot on. I was pretty proud of myself. However, this is where God kind of sends his angels to humble us a bit from time to time. As soon as I was done with my speech, a gentleman at the table said, Really? Well, I want to talk to you after this session alone, if you don't mind. I totally felt like I was being called into the principal's office. A rebel underneath, I still am a good girl. I agreed. After our meet and greet, the man was kind enough to share about an hour with me about my business. He told me my elevator speech was not entirely true, then began to unfold a truth I guess I needed to hear. He said, you should stop introducing yourself that way. Of course I was taken back. I love my job. He then went on to say, you are a helper. You want to help and support small businesses around the globe. Just like that, it was an aha moment. Thanks, Oprah. (laughs) Maybe it was a God smack all at the same time. He went on to say, when you started talking about helping and supporting small businesses around the globe, your whole body language changed. Your eyes lit up. Your body was upright. You couldn't stop smiling. You're super passionate about that. We could all see it. It gave me a lot to think about, and I came to the conclusion that I have always really wanted to be a helper and to help others succeed And so I'm still figuring it out. I probably will keep continuing to reinvent myself. So what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be me. Thanks so much for joining me here today. And don't forget to check out Marie's blog, Live Like It Matters. She's got some inspiration on there and some really cool articles. Thanks for listening.